Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Happy New Year. Happy New Decade here on Home and Home, our first show back in this 2020. But is it really a new decade? We'll discuss. And did you sit around and watch college football games on January 1st? Four outstanding matchups. Or did the college football playoff just kill your enthusiasm for all of it? Do the Cowboys resolve to hire a new coach this year? Welcome back to Home and Home, a radio.com sports original. We're brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Check them out, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter the smartest way to hire in this new year. I'm Dave Briggs, home in Connecticut, Ross Tucker, home in Pennsylvania. And as always, on a Thursday, Nick Costos joining us. Happy New Year, gentlemen. Uh, Costos, tell us, how do you celebrate New Year's Eve? Uh, just chilled, man. Happy New Year to you guys and everyone listening. Uh, just chilled. I'm not really a big partier. Um, haven't gotten out on New Year's in many years. So, uh, yeah, just chilled with my girl and a couple friends. Watched the ball drop. Watched the star is born. Was in bed by 1 o'clock in the morning. It was very pleasant. I, I, right, I so that, Okay, so that's – so chilling with you, though, is you're at your place or somewhere else – with your girlfriend, friends. I mean, that's not chilling. That's like, that's having people over. I mean, sure, chilling. but very low key though. Like very low key. Like no one's getting blasted. Just chill. Like that. That's what I mean by chilling. Like everyone's drinking. Like we're having a good time. But like it ain't getting wild. It's more of like a chill, low key event. Yeah, so, but you're you're at that phase of life. You're what thirty six. That's right. No ball drop then. You don't even tune in for a minute to see a countdown or even observe the three, two, one. Are you just watching a star is born straight through? Oh no, no. We, we switched off a star. It was a star is born. I don't think start started until after midnight. So to be fair, oh. it was that time was a little later, but, uh, but yeah, we, we tuned into some of that. And I thought it was, it was very funny watching the two different new year's Eve shows, the one with Ryan Seacrest and then the other with Steve Harvey and Gronk. So I thought, I thought it was actually, it was kind of humorous. And I think, you know, um, doing what we do for a living, right. It's kind of fun watching events like this with people that don't work in television and being able to point out like little things like that are happening in the broadcast that people who are not in the industry may not be aware of. I always think that that's, Fun and I think the people get a kick out of stuff like that. So, so that that was pretty fun. I yeah, man, I I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, I find that I enjoy most things though, like that. So it it, it was a good time. Seacrest, go ahead, Dave. Seacrest or Harvey though? I, I I'm definitely Team Seacrest. Uh, Gronk was entertaining as he spiked the Steve Harvey Lego statue, but beyond that, I am Team Seacrest. Where do you lean? Well, Seacrest was like a robot that was like built and programmed specifically to host events like this. Like he's outstanding. I think Steve Harvey is still like, like he, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm team Seacrest also. I like Steve Harvey, like especially on Family Feud and some other stuff he does. But yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm more of like a Ryan Seacrest fan in that regard. Yeah, I like Seacrest. So Nick, have, did you ever do the Times Square thing? No, no, no. Okay, I wasn't sure. I didn't know. You grew up around there. I didn't know if one time when you were 18 or 22 or something you tried it. You got to be an asshole to do that shit. Well, the thing I've always heard that I think is crazy is 
There's nowhere to go to the bathroom, right? Yeah, fuck that, man. So yeah, all these people just kind of like what pee? Like they just pee on the ground? Like what? I, 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 I don't know, but I would never go. I want no part. Like like there, like standing outside in January in New York City, can't go to the bathroom and can't move for an entire day. No thanks. Like people pay to do that. I'm trying to think of what I would have to be paid to do that. They would have to pay me to do it, and I don't know like if they can hit my price to, to waste a day of my life doing that. I'm with you. Zero, zero chance I'm ever standing in that crowd. From what I hear, Ross, I've been told guys tend to use a bottle or a can or whatever they have on them and that the women are generally allowed to exit into a, a nearby restaurant or pizza place and the cops are usually friendly enough to let them back in. That's the reporting I've heard, but it looks like torture to me. But I buried the lead and that's that Ross Tucker, you stayed up past midnight which i can't recall has that ever happened was it your first at least as a parent watching the ball drop moment uh you know what i don't ever remember watching the balls drop uh the balls the ball drop <laughs> with my <laughs> what are you watching porn i don't ever remember watching the ball drop with my daughters before so typically we go to this like country club thing. I told you about this Briggs from like six to nine and at eight 30 or nine, they make it sound like it's, they do the countdown nine, eight, seven. And they have all these like balloons and confetti come from the ceiling and all the kids go crazy. So like, that's how we've always done it. And be like, happy new year. We just pretend. Uh, and, but this year and some other years we've gone to a, like a house party after that. I don't know. I, I, I kept wanting to leave the house party. My wife kept wanting not to. Um, finally, I got her to leave at like 1115 because I had to get up early. She didn't. So we get home at like 1130. At that point, I was like, you know what? It's 1130 at this point. Like, I'm realistically not going to be able to go to bed till like 1145 anyway. So the girls, my daughters piled in the bed with us and the four of us watched Seacrest and post Malone for uh, for 30 minutes or whatever it was and the ball drop. And it was nice. It was a nice, nice little moment. Um, but I remember distinctly thinking to my, like talking to my daughters and wondering if they would ever do that. Like if they would ever try to be in New York city to watch the ball drop. I don't know. The older one, no chance. The younger one, maybe she's wild. Yeah, yeah, I've got a, a teenager who would definitely be a part of that. Just for the Instagram value, everything she considers is generally based on the Instagram value. What types of photo opportunities await, which drives me mad, but that's who they are. That's what they're all about. So whatever. Uh, my, my problem with New Year's Eve, and I'm curious about you having this costos, is I get a lot of anxiety. I feel a lot of pressure when, when New Year's Eve comes and then a new year comes, especially with people talking about a new decade starting. I feel a ton of pressure right now. Like, shit, I got to do something new, got to do something big, got to do something bold, got to have a, a great New Year's resolution. It's all downside for me to start a new year because I'm taking stock of where I was a year ago, in this case where I was a decade ago. Do you feel any of that New Year's anxiety? And what did you resolve to do? Uh, actually, I, I actually have surprisingly little anxiety at the moment about the new year and the new decade. Um, I've reached a a point in my professional life now where I just, I, I feel like I'm kind of like one with the force at this point. And like what I do is 
like I, I, I feel like, like I, uh, the sh- shit that I create is, I, I think it lives up to my standard. Um, and I think it evolves and it gets better. And I think it's going to evolve and continue to get better. Um, so it's almost like, I, I feel like I almost can't lose to a degree when it comes down to like what I do for work. Um, mm. I think that my shit is good enough. Um, I think that I'm good enough and I think that I'm just going to get better. So I really don't have a lot of anxiety about work-related stuff. And as it comes to personal shit, um, I, I think that at this point in my life, and I've kind of referenced this, this with you guys a couple times in the past before, where at in my mid-30s now, I've kind of got like a really good handle on stuff. Um, self-awareness, I think, is at an all-time high for me at this point. So I kind of know what I need to do to make my life better. And I'm not even talking about like waking up earlier or going to the gym or shit like that. More like like taking the necessary steps to enjoy my life, which I haven't really done much of in the past. Like I've never gone on vacations before. I'm a workaholic. That's been kind of my MO for half my life at this point since I was 18 and I started doing radio at, at Fordham University. Um, now I'm taking steps to enjoy my life a little more. Um, going on vacations. Um, giving myself a mental break. Um, so I actually... I'm really excited, actually, about this new decade. Um, and I think it's going to be awesome. I'm going to crush it. And uh, looking forward to the whole deal. So I'm sorry you feel that way, my man. But I, I, I kind of feel I'm kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum on this one. Good, good. Well, and, 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 and Nick, you should. And you know how I feel about you and your talents. We've talked about that before. My question, though, is for you, Dave. Like, you are, have an awesome family, terrific house, you're, I mean, you're a great-looking guy. You're talented. You've got an unbelievably gifted co-host on a new show that you get to work with every day. I mean, you've got a lot going for you. I'm like, it's weird. You said this about the holidays. Now you say it's about New Year. Like, I just don't get it, Dave. Like, let, let, you, need to, you need to take what – like. Well, it is fair, Ross. A lot of people feel like that, not like the single Dave Allen. Like Dave's got a lot of good shit going on, but there are a lot of people that feel the same way. I understand that, Nick, but my point is is I feel like if I'm a listener right now, a lot of people have a lot of like bad shit going on in their lives. You know what I mean? Like they've got family issues, they've got job issues, like they've got real issues. Like if I feel like if I'd be listening to this, I'd be like, oh my God, yeah, Dave Briggs, yeah. Cry me a river, dude. I feel real bad for you. Yeah. Be, sure. be out there. You know what I mean? I, I absolutely know what you mean. Let me be clear. I am not fishing for compliments. And and I absolutely acknowledge I no, have a being honest. Being honest. Uh, but I have a wretched appreciation for things. Like I, I, I really don't take stock of things very well. And in fact, to your point, I had a good friend who reached out and said she's having a, a tumor in her brain operated on. And she said at the end of the email, you know, I know, I know you might have some anxiety about the career and um, I'm praying for you. And it just smacked me in the face with reality. I think I'm just trying to give voice to the people that, it doesn't always make sense. You might do a pros cons list and you still just don't feel good about things. Like there are a lot of people that anxiety and depression and things of that matter just don't actually make sense. It's not a scorecard. It's just something inside of you that doesn't often make sense. But nonetheless, I appreciate the compliments. Uh, Nick Costos career coach. If you ever need like a second 
career, not that you are third, I guess, as it were, uh, you, you'd be a good life coach. And, and maybe I'll hire you uh, in that regard for the new year. I also want to add that I saw, like you said earlier, I saw mm-hmm. A Star is Born um, over the New Year holiday. And yeah. I think it's the best movie I've ever seen. And I just want to I want to leave you on that note. That I think it's the best movie I've ever seen in my life. There you go. What, Thank what you was me. what was number one before that? Do you, Do you know? Uh, probably Lost in Translation, I think, was probably my favorite movie before before Star is Born. I liked Star is Born. I wouldn't put it in my top five. I thought it was solid. It was There wasn't a ton of dialogue. It was a lot, a lot of music, so I'm surprised to hear you say that. There has never been two actors that have made you believe they're in love more than Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Almost to the point that I feel like any other love story that's ever been told in movie history is like almost irrelevant now after that. That's a, that, that's why I really liked it. And Do you think they are in love? Do you yes. buy that they're not? Uh, I, I, I see no way that they're not in real life. Yeah, the, the performance they gave, I think it was at the Oscars, really furthered that uh, suspicion. It was a good movie. Certainly some chemistry. Really surprised you put it as your number one all time. But it's uh, an interesting discussion for another day. Thank you, sir. Thanks, guys. Tucker, you're back with us. Yeah, I lost you guys for a second. Casso said it's his favorite movie ever? That's right. Ever. All time. I'm stunned. I thought it was solid. Nowhere near my top I've never seen it. Why? I don't know. I don't watch movies. (laughs) I gotta go. Uh, So you're you're not much one for this discussion? Well, no. (laughs) Ross Ross would hate the movie. Hate it. Why do you say that? Because it's fuck, it's a musical, basically. Like, there's no way that Ross Tucker would like A Star Is Born. No way. And that's not even a criticism. I just think I know him pretty well. I don't think he'd like it. I think you're right. I, I, I think it was a, it's a movie that he would struggle with. I definitely enjoyed. I I'm I think a pussy was- a little bit. Like, I'm a bit of like, a, I'm like a mush. I, I'm like, this is the dichotomy of Nick Costas, where like, I'm like this fucking like, like Northeastern dude who curses all the time and shit. But like, I'm also like kind of like a bush ball. And like, I thought it was like the greatest love story I've ever seen. So like, I, I thought it was fucking magnificent. Like I, I judge hard by how it moves me. And I was like, so like 20 minutes into the movie, I think I turned to people and I was like, this is like the best acting I've ever seen. Like in a movie ever. Like I, wow. I thought it was like transcendent. I thought it was unbelievable. Like as good as it gets. Wow, that, that's really interesting. Maybe I need to revisit that movie, watch it again, because I remember thinking, yeah, I liked it. I actually was more into Bradley Cooper as a singer than I was into Lady Gaga as an actress. Oh, I think at they're the both great. That, both great. <laughs> but at the end of the movie, I said to myself, I would buy Bradley Cooper's album. Yeah, Lady Gaga was solid, but there was Did you cry at any point during the movie? Did, did you cry I, at any point during the movie? I definitely did, Costos. I, I think, you know, I have that emotional side as well. I'm not at all afraid to to cry in movies. I wasn't, like, deeply sobbing or anything. Like, Costos, when I watched Field of Dreams last week, I was crying like a little girl. <laughs> That's I mean, cool, I lost it, man. My wife came down, and she's like, what happened? Are you okay? I just completely lost it. I don't know. It must have been the father-son thing to have a catch. It was more of a little tear in A Star is Born. Were you, like, sobbing heavily? Uh, not, like, heavily, but, like, I was, like, very moved by the whole thing. And, like, the ending of the movie is fucking, like, it's, I don't know, I, I think it's, like, like perfect art. I, it's just unbelievable. Like, 
my highest recommendation. Like, can't say enough good things about it. Like, that is art at its finest, in my estimation, and like in my opinion, like through the prism that I watch things through. Interesting that you took so long to watch it, though. I mean, that movie's been out. I'm not out. a movie guy. I'm like Ross. Like, I don't really watch a lot. That's one of my resolutions for this year. I want to watch more movies. All right. I, I think we need another day, maybe next Thursday, where it's Costo. Isn't, like, a New Year's resolution supposed to, like, improve you in some that way? That does improve me. It does. It makes me – because because I, I like the medium, and I like shit that makes me feel good. Like, not even feel good. I want something to make me feel anything. Like – that, that's how I judge art. That's how I judge sports. How did it make me feel? And a really good movie will almost certainly leave me walking out of the theater or walking off my couch feeling something. So that's why I want to spend more time with it. I want to, that's the shit that gets me off in life. Like that's the stuff that makes me really excited is stuff like that. When like, I'm thinking about it like 24 hours later and I'm watching interviews that the cast did last night. Cause like, I can't get enough of it. Like that, it was art. Like that is fucking art and like the work that went into that division that went into it actually almost kind of makes me sad because i feel like i'll never be able to create a something as good as that and i would like to man you you could also be so life coach gambling expert host and movie critic nick costos a man of many skills and talents he's vulgar and he's mushy i mean you've got it all brother That's you've great. got it all Appreciate you it. better, you bet. Check them out. Appreciate it, Costos. Coming up, we're going to delve into the other NFL coaching openings. Carolina, what is going on in Dallas? And we'll have some insight on the Cleveland situation. Daryl Ryder, 92-3, uh, 92-3 in Cleveland with uh, a whole host of interviews for the Browns. Who are they hiring? Who are you hiring? Hiring can be a challenge, as Codable co-founder Gretchen Hebner discovered. Gretchen needed to hire a game artist for her education tech company, and she knew it wouldn't be easy to find someone to grow with her team. That's why she went to ZipRecruiter, which doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates fast. Gretchen posted her job on ZipRecruiter, said she was impressed with how quickly she found qualified applicants. She also used ZipRecruiter's screening questions to filter her candidates so she could focus on the best ones. That's how Gretchen found a new game artist in less than two weeks. Results like that, no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is so effective. Check them out. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. Perhaps the Giants, the Panthers, the Browns, and maybe even the Dallas Cowboys all go to ZipRecruiter to look for their new head coaches in 2020. ZipRecruiter is, after all, the smartest way to hire. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher Online Shop stage 
to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. New year, not necessarily a new head coach in Dallas, not yet anyway. Jason Garrett still on the job for now, but that is a division with a lot of turnover. Washington already found their man. The Giants are looking one. We'll delve into all the coaching situations, the openings on radio.com affiliates across the country. So you get what they're saying on the ground level from the fans and the hosts. This is home and home, a radio.com sports original. We're brought to you by zip recruiter, the smartest way to hire in 2020. Speaking of all those coaches, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter the smartest way to hire. Find yourself a coach there, perhaps. I'm Dave Briggs, home in Connecticut, Ross Tuckers in Pennsylvania, all getting ready for four big NFL playoff games. But ahead of that, Ross, we got to settle these coaching situations, and it is a bit of a quagmire. Shit or get off the pot seems to be the phrase that comes to mind with Dallas. Before we listen in to 105.3 The Fan, what do you make of the fact that Jason Garrett, yes, his contract still technically stands for a few more days, is still on the job? What's your reaction? Yeah, I don't really understand it. Um, I don't really think it's fair to anybody involved. I'm sure there's some logic or reasoning that, we will eventually find out about. Um, you know, Jerry Jones has said on multiple occasions, Dave, that any publicity is good publicity. He truly believes that from a business standpoint. And the Cowboys are the only unresolved situation. We know that the Jaguars, Marone and Caldwell are back. We know that these other guys have been fired. You know, we know that Jason Garrett, we think, is not coming back. But – them not having done it yet fuels all this speculation, intrigue, and interest to the point where shows like us are talking a lot about what's going on, why is he still there. So I don't know. Maybe they just like the personality uh, and the publicity that, that they're getting. Maybe they're waiting for the We Got Rid of Garrett t-shirts to get in so they can sell them right when they move on from him. Or maybe, you know, I've seen it speculated, Dave, that perhaps they're trying to get him to stay in a different role. Or, you know, there's a lot of speculation, or at least there had been, that maybe the New York Giants would be interested in him. So they have him under contract till January 14th. Maybe they're kind of squatting on his rights 
so that the Giants and the Panthers cannot interview him over the next two weeks. Uh, uh, you know, at this point, I'm kind of grasping for straws. Yeah, if I'm Dallas, I would love to get him at, at, at the New York Giants job. Send him there as fast as you can. Cut him loose. You want them to hire Jason Garrett if you are me. I, it's starting to feel to me like they might want him to stick around the organization in some capacity as a front office executive, but I can't imagine Jerry Jones is going to welcome that. And certainly no new head coach would welcome the old head coach sticking around in any capacity, at least not that I can imagine. Some have joked on Twitter that it's Garrett pulling a George Costanza, which I love that. Speaking of squatting, is he just kind of hiding around the office, hiding around in his desk, just trying to stick around long enough so they can't fire him before the contract is up. It is a bizarre situation. Let's listen in. 105.3 The Fan in Dallas as they break down the confusion as we have a new year and still the old head coach who clearly has got to be out. Coach, what do you expect to happen next with your own future? I don't know. Don't know. We're going to go in this morning, and uh, and I'm scheduled to visit with the Joneses, and, and we'll have a good visit, and we'll see what's we'll see what's next. I think it is overwhelmingly likely, like 99.99% likely, uh, that Jason Garrett's tenure is over, but the Cowboys are doing it on their own timetable, which is what Jerry said would happen. So we asked Travis Frederick, if it was up to you, would you keep Jason Garrett as your head coach? And if so, why? I think Jason Garrett is a, a really talented head coach but you also understand how he cares about people and I think that he's done a really good job of providing perspective and helping our team to grow as men and to grow as as people and to grow as quality football players and I think that whatever happens you know whether he's our coach or he's a coach somewhere else um Good things will happen for him. See, this is where, okay, and, and I'm sorry, Heggy, I, I just, the word person cares, people perspective. You know, I mean, uh, you know, the, he never said this guy on game day gets this done. This guy is, gets this, you know, he's the difference maker. Yeah. He's, when we, we look at our, we look at their sideline, we look at our sideline, we think that we got a better coach than the other team. In sports, and especially professional sports, sometimes you just need to change a voice. Maybe it's maybe a different voice and a different approach is not the worst thing. And that does not, to me, justify the personal vilification that he's gone through. I've made constant reference to Jason Garrett, and I think he operates out of the 1987 book of football. Okay. And I think that, and that's the issue that I have, is I think that his core principles of what succeeds in the game of football, I think those are great, like... Saban, Belichick. Exactly. Yeah. Those are great bases. But even Saban and Belichick will talk to you about adaptability. I think he ignores that you can adapt in a variety of things, and that is why he he does not succeed in 2019 football. So 
Those are our friends, 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Catch them anytime on the radio.com app. You heard from Garrett there, slash Costanza. You heard from the hosts and the fans as confusion looms in Dallas. And the downside to this is, I agree with Jerry, all publicity is good. I, I tend to agree with him in that regard. He loved the Zeke drama, and he doesn't mind this. But if you're missing out, on another great candidate, you are harming your organization moving on. If you're missing out on great assistance that might be snapped up, that's where the harm comes with sticking with Jason Garrett in these awkward couple of days. But maybe Jerry has a plan. Mike Fisher, the 105.3 The Fan Cowboys insider, weighed in on the dysfunction. Monday, I want to do my exit interviews, if you don't mind. And my exit interviews with a player, which might normally take 50 minutes, on Monday we're taking 55. So why why don't I come back Tuesday and finish more exit interviews with players? Jason also wanted to go around the building. and, (laughs) and, And by the way, he didn't go around the building and say hi. He went around the building and said bye. How awkward would it be if somehow today there's a press conference announcing that Jason Garrett is staying with the Cowboys in some form after he just said goodbye. And I'm not talking about just to assistant coaches. He said goodbye to secretaries, salespeople, and security guards. Maybe we should have Jason work for us, not as the head coach, but we know that he's a CEO type. He's built that way. We know that he is highly thought of as a personal person. Can we still use him somehow? I think that that would be just terribly awkward. Are they missing out on his replacement? I said on Monday that if you drag your feet a little bit, you're not. This is my theory. uh, That Jerry and Steven can't be so arrogant and negligent not to have the next guy already picked out. And and I, I said this to dinner uh, to fish the other night at dinner. I said, "Who's the one guy you've heard no story or rumor about? We haven't heard one single thing, not one single thing about Lincoln Riley." My theory, my theory yeah. is, Mike, that they got a wink, wink already worked out with Urban or Lincoln, and that way they're not missing out and being tardy to the new coach party. That's the only way I can justify doing this because otherwise, uh, you've gotten way too. Rem- and you're not running your business as you should. That's Dallas Cowboys insider Mike Fisher on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Again, anytime on the radio.com app. Ross, under any circumstance, can you see a situation in which Jason Garrett remains in the organization as they bring in a new head coach? I don't think so. I mean, I guess theoretically, Dave, he could have some type of personnel role within the team. I just don't envision that there's so much negativity and animosity towards him from the fan base. I think it needs to be a clean sweep. Just hearing Mike Fisher talk, it sounds more likely that the Joneses have so much respect for Jason that they're letting him handle this exactly the way he wants, which is, He wanted to have individual player exit meetings with all of his guys Monday and Tuesday, and that those were longer exit meetings. Wednesday was New Year's Day, so maybe nobody was in the office, and maybe we'll have something as soon as later today where they'll talk about mutually parting ways. Because if he was going around saying his goodbyes, 
I think he knows he's gone. I think the Jones are just letting him have his time. You know what? Maybe they're really picking his brain because they respect him so much on every aspect of the organization, top to bottom. Hey, it's 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 the ultimate exit interview. Jason, what would you say about our equipment staff, our trainers, our video staff? Would you keep them? Would you get rid of them? What do you think about Lincoln Riley? What do you think about Urban Meyer? We're going to call them. Do you, you want to be on the call and ask a couple questions? I mean, I just think that they run their business differently and that all of those things could be going on. But he's not going to be the head coach of the Cowboys, and I don't think he's going to be there in any capacity. They're letting him handle it the way he wanted to, and then they're trying to get as much information from him as possible before they part ways. Tell you what, I had a lot of girlfriends when I started dating my now wife. Those girls I used to date, but when I started dating my wife, I knew out of respect for her, I had to cut off those friendships, vice versa. One of her good friends was a former boyfriend. That friendship had to go when we started dating out of respect for the new situation. And the Dallas Cowboys need to treat it that way out of respect for their new head coach. Get rid of the exes. We don't want any lingering exes. But the one downside is they missed out on Ron Rivera. They must have known that was not the guy they wanted there in Dallas Looks like a terrific hire for the Redskins. They also got Jack Del Rio this morning as defensive coordinator. We'll delve more into that situation in Washington uh, on a Friday. A, a transitional division, three head coaches in all likelihood being replaced in the NFC uh, East. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Briggs. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day exclusively on the Radio.com app or on the web at Radio.com slash home. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.